The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome to the show indeed. We are ready to rock and roll. We hope you are as well. Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner Samfiru to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land here and live to take your calls uh, for the next 45, uh, 48 minutes or so here. And uh, 416-870-6400 is how you lay it on us. You have questions about your workplace, severance being laid off, vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, all that business. Bring it on. It's been a hot topic for weeks, and it will continue to be for weeks. But that's okay. Here to answer all of them. Lines are open. 416-870-6400. Email is help at at employer.ca and uh, employmentlawyer.ca, rather. And you can also use this website, too. Free, anonymous, built just for you pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and any other time it's 1-855-821-5900 we will get to a uh, good host of topics today in fact in between the calls it'll be the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee these are beauties we'll get to that maybe you've been through some of these you want to chime in you can do so on the phone but always get started with it. Uh, the week that was pal how are you I am doing great, John. It's been Love a it. busy week for me, of course, already, and it's only Wednesday. A lot of calls and a lot of questions, and uh, you know, I, I am I'm trying to keep up here because uh, I, I am getting questions from all over the country, frankly, about mandatory vaccines, about workplace rights, about everything that people need to know these days, especially. So, if you have a question right now, take advantage. I, I'm here only for that purpose, to answer your questions, to tell you what you need to know. Maybe you're facing a mandatory vaccine mandate in your workplace and you want to know what to do about it. Well, now's the time to call. I'll tell you. Maybe there's a situation where you're, you're being put on a leave or on a layoff. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you feel like you're being harassed or bullied in the workplace. What do you do? What can you do? I'll tell you there are answers. There are solutions. The law is actually quite good, okay? So because of that, Take advantage, send or call us right now. And of course, mm-hmm. if you want to talk with me off air, if you want to say, you know, I, I just need a private conversation, a private chat, easy to do, you can always, always reach out to me by phone or email. We'll get you that contact information throughout the show. But right now we're live, so let's talk and let's solve your po- uh, problems. And as John said, work the uh, week there was, let me tell you a couple of situations that I've dealt with over the past uh, number of days. So, John, uh, we've mm-hmm. talked before on previous shows about the, these uh, mandatory vaccine mandates where employers have put kind of the, the drawn the line in the sand and say, if yeah. you don't get vaccinated by this date, you're out of here. Well, for many employees, that date has now come. So over the past week or so, I've dealt with many terminations from people that have actually be, been let go from their job because they ultimately chose not to be vaccinated. And the main question that I've been getting from dozens and dozens of people is, whether or not the fact that they were let go, whether that is a termination for cause. Because many employers, most employers, have taken the position that uh, the employees that have been let go have been let go for cause. And because of that, they're not owed any severance. So I wanted to address that right off the top tonight, and that is this. It's not cause. Okay? 
unless you're working in an industry where there's a government mandate in place, unless that's the case, and if you lose your job, it's not a termination for cause. That would be a termination without cause. And the distinction is important because with a termination without cause, you are owed your full severance. And that severance, as our regular listeners know, can be as much as 24 months pay. That's important to understand and important to remember. A lot of employers may either not know that or may hope that you don't know that and they try to terminate for cause. It's not cause, not at all. We have to get involved. We have to get your record of employment as well so you can apply and get EI. You're not going to get it if you simply wait for, wait for your employer because they're going to give you an inappropriate record of employment. So that's been probably, John, the main thing I've been dealing with over the past week, this issue of cause. So no, it's not a cause situation if you've been let go because you didn't get the vaccine. 416-870-6400. That is the number to call in for the show tonight. As always, Antoinette, thank you so much for standing by for a moment. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. How are you? Wonderful. So glad you took the time uh, tonight. What's your question? Uh, my question is, is that people um, that have been exempted medically from the vaccine, however, when they had um, presented this um, their medical documentation to their employers, they, they were still given their walking papers. So I don't understand if the government has stated if you do have allergic reactions to the vaccine and that if you are exempted, it's okay, you know, why haven't these employers made those, you know, accommodations for their em- employees? So that's a great question, and I've been getting that question quite often. So let's let's be kind of clear on this, and that is if an employee has a doctor's note saying that they can't get the vaccine for medical reasons, right. that is ultimately all they need. And by the way, the doctor mm-hmm. is not even required to say what that medical condition is. They're right. not required to say whether it's an allergy or some other issue. As long mm-hmm. as the doctor says that's all that's needed, and an employer that says we don't care, we're just going to mm-hmm. ignore that, is in violation of human rights laws. So that's a human rights violation. Now, that said, uh, Antoinette, you can't Mm -hmm. physically stop an employer from doing that. You can't physically prevent them from walking out an employee and letting them go. But if that happens, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be damages that the employer has to pay. Ultimately, the doctor is judge and jury when it comes to an individual's medical condition and their ability to get the vaccine. That's really all that's needed. Right. And that's what I always believed. That was the situation. However, you know, these employers, they've been like giving people walking papers. I mean, after 40 years of service, come on, that's ridiculous. And I mean, when you think about it, it's like, I mean, you got to respect people's personal decisions. You know what I mean? And if we don't, as a people, have that right, then what's the point in the Fifth Amendment? Like, you know what I mean? Charter of right of freedom make me, makes no sense of having it. Okay, well, the charter doesn't actually apply because the charter only applies to government. We're talking about right. human rights laws that say right. that if you have a doctor's note, if there's a medical condition, you can't be fired because of that or in, right. in the face of it. So if, if certainly anyone finds themselves in that situation, and I know people have, they really yeah. need to contact me as soon as possible. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you know what I think? I think it's more it's more common now than ever because I, I I mean I know like a hand more than a handful of people that that's happened to 
And yeah. it's like they disregard that they have any kind of medical reason or if they have any, you know, allergic reaction. They, they're just, employers disregard it completely. So I don't even know yeah. what's going on there. I really don't. Oh. It's just, I just yeah. So the solution is, again, we need to, I need to speak with anyone in that situation because yeah. the law does provide remedies if that happens. Antoinette, I appreciate the call and the time. one 821 5900 That would be the number to reach out afterwards to Lior's team or help at employmentlawyer.ca. Yeah, government mandate, that's different than working for the federal government, correct, as far as being let go for non-vaccination? Yeah, so the federal government has announced a mandate that applies to certain people that work for the government, certain mm-hmm. core government positions and departments that if you work in those departments – then you're going to have to get a vaccine. The government is also the federal government has also announced that in the transportation sector, uh, marine, air, and railway, you'd have to get a vaccine. But other federally regulated employees, there's no mandate that applies to them. For example, banks. Banks are federally regulated, but there's no mandate. Telecommunications, no mandate. Trucking, again, federal, but not mandate. So the fact that you're federally regulated does not does not mean that there's a government mandate. And what that means is that if there is no government mandate and you lose your job, that's a uh, without cause termination. And because of that, you're owed severance. Again, reaching out, 416-870-6400. you got lots of time, lots of phone lines, so bring it on. In between that, the, uh, the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee – there is lots, but we whittle down this list, and we'll start uh, with this one off the top. When the employer is struggling, uh, employer is struggling financially, but still decides to let an employee go because the employee did not vaccinate. So I think a lot of employers have not necessarily thought this through, yeah. and they haven't necessarily realized that if they let go people, they're going to have to pay them severance, and that could be a lot of money. Now a lot of employers are still reeling and struggling from COVID nineteen, the effects of COVID nineteen, the pandemic. Uh, And they may financially be struggling. They may not be where they were before. And a lot of these employers are now going to incur this significant liability. If you let go five people and you have to pay each of them on average $50,000 in severance, that's a huge financial liability, especially for an employer that's struggling financially. So it's not a good time to incur that liability. It's not a good time to terminate employment if you're already struggling so you have to really think as to whether or not that's necessary for your business because that financial liability could potentially put the employer under. I want to get Ryan in here quickly before we uh, take a break. Ryan, thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You're a long-time listener. Um, so situation is got a, <clears throat> I got a promotion offered a while ago, and it was contingent on signing a new employment agreement. And having listened to your show for years and years, I read the employment agreement really well and saw certain things relating to signing away statutory and common law rights. Right. Good. I decided not to sign the agreement, but now I'm thinking back, basically my employer now is going to kind of like, you know, pseudo scarlet letter me because I'm not going to ever get a promotion or I'm going to kind of be going to be stuck stagnant in this one spot. So as a result of me sort of wanting to stay on the grandfathered agreement and the employer not wanting to extend the same benefits to me from the pre from signing a new agreement, what, what option do I have? I mean, I still have my, um, 
attendance and years of service as far as severance uh, would be concerned. But other than that, I'm kind of blackballed. So I just want to know what uh, what I can do or what what the deal is. Am I right. blackballed forever unless I sign a new EA or what? So the reality is that an employer is not required to offer someone a promotion. They're not required to, to offer it to someone uh, just because they're doing a good job or just because they're the kind of the senior employee in, in the workplace. They can decide who to offer the promotion as long as they're not discriminating based on race, ethnicity, etc. So because of that, if your employer chooses not to give you a promotion for whatever reason, legally there's not much that can be done about that. Uh, it, it's just the employer's decision. That all said, I, I still think that rather than giving away what could at some point be tens and tens of thousands of dollars uh, in severance, I think you probably did the right thing because otherwise you'd have that, that kind of axe hanging over you that if that axe were to come down, you'd be in big trouble. So I, I hear you, but there's really nothing that can be done to make an employer give you a, a raise or to give you a promotion. That is strictly up to the employer. So there's no... Um... <clears throat> So there's no grounds for any kind of like constructive dismissal or anything uh, based no. upon <clears throat> based upon just like career advancement. Like basically, I mean, I, having listened to you for a long time, it's obviously you say it's a good idea not to sign these types of agreements, mm. but <clears throat> it it's kind of like pseudo extortion in a way for the employer to be to do that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not saying it's right or, or good business practice. I think that's a very bad way to, to run your, your business. But again, from a legal standpoint, no, that's not a constructive dismissal. There's not much that can be done if your employer chooses not to give you a promotion. Ryan, appreciate the call. Got to take a short break. Thank you as well for listening so much. I can tell you do. You know your, you know your stuff. Sean, Wendy, and everyone else, stand by. We're going to get to your calls. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome back to the show. It is 724. Good to have you along uh, this evening. You want to reach out anytime to Lior founding partner, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin, LLP. Uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is the email address we use, 1-855-821-5900 to make that call. You can also go to employmentlawyer.ca, get the advice you need, and more importantly, the compensation you deserve. This firm has helped tens of thousands of Canadians get the results they need, the money they deserve. So reach out anytime and at least have a conversation with Lior and his team. And you can do that as well right here, right now, tonight. Sean, as mentioned, thanks for standing by. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just uh, calling. My company has implemented um, a thing. Obviously, a lot of companies are, but due to covid uh, vaccination, uh, and they said by November 1st, you have to provide them proof of vaccination. And if you don't, you have to get tested weekly uh, on your own time and on your own dime sort of thing. You pay for it yourself, and you have to provide them proof, proof of that test every Monday morning, every week. 
And I'm just what are the thoughts on sort of them, one, requesting that type of information, like physical copy of it, and two, you know, um, telling the, uh, you know, the employees that don't do that, um, that they have to get vaccinated, uh, sorry, uh, hand in the paper about being tested. So, Sean, are you part of a union? No. Okay. So the, the, the real question is not are they allowed to do this. The real question is what happens if you don't do it? Because what I can tell you will happen is if you decide not to do what they're asking, you will lose your job or they'll place you on an unpaid leave. Now, yeah. if that were to happen, that is considered a, a without cause termination and they have to pay you severance. So don't yeah. think in terms of legality. Think in terms of what are my options. So ultimately, you have to decide whether you're willing to lose your job in this situation. If you're yeah. not, then your options is to do either the, the test that they've asked for or, or to get the vaccine. If you're willing to lose your job, they'll have to pay you severance. Uh, yeah. So there's nothing that you can do. I can tell you that what they're doing is illegal, but again, that doesn't mean that there's a way to stop them. So no, ultimately, okay. you have to decide whether you, you're prepared to kind of walk away from the job because of this. If you are, and that's what happens, you tell them, no, I'm not doing that test on my dime. I'm not doing the vaccine. They're going to let you go. You call me, and then I get involved to get you the severance that you're owed. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I figured uh, because they didn't say anything in the notice they uh, they handed out to everybody that uh, you know what the what the consequences were. Mm. It just it just plainly stated that uh, you know if you're not if you don't hand in your paper saying you're fully vaccinated, you have to get tested weekly and then you have to pay for it. And that was basically it. And that comes as of November first next week. Yeah, and I can so I can tell you what the consequence is going to be. It's either yeah. going to oh, be yeah. that they terminate or they put you on an indefinite unpaid leave, and that unpaid leave in the eyes of the law is a termination. It's a constructive dismissal. So either way, you're going to be owed your severance. Sean, appreciate it. Got to roll on and uh, keep this number with you just in case after next week. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Hello, Wendy. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Okay, very similar questions. Don't want to repeat mm-hmm. too much. Just No, it's okay. It's a popular topic. Go ahead. So exact same uh, offer as he got. So it's November 30th. What is the best way to handle it? Like if you want severance, obviously if she found a job now before November 30th she and quit, she'd be out of luck. What is she able to tell them now that she's not willing to do either, and they can make their decision let her go now? Right. Yeah. So she if she tells them now, one of two things will happen: either they'll say, "Okay, since you told us now, we're putting you off on a layoff or or letting you go now," or they may say, "Well, fine, we're still telling you that if you don't do it by November the thirtieth, we're gonna let you go." So the fact that she tells them now doesn't mean that they're gonna do something now. They might. Ultimately, if, in fact, they say it's November 30th and she leaves voluntarily before then, she's not going to be owed any severance. Okay, That would be considered a resignation. And that's fine. If she finds a great job and she wants to leave, sure, absolutely. That may be more important than severance. Uh, But that's something to keep in mind. Okay, because then at the the same time, the question would be she lives paycheck to paycheck. So... If she did wait till November 30th and went for the severance, would it be months before she would see anything? The average common? time is the average time is three weeks to three months. So yes, it could be a, a number of months before that severance comes in. Yes, that's, that's certainly possible. 
So she has to be prepared for that. Unfortunately, these things are not instantaneous. They can be very quick, but not instantaneous. So it, it may well be a little bit of time. So she has to plan and decide whether that's something she can live with, that's something that she can manage. If she does want her severance, if it does come to losing her job, have her call me. I'll help her get the severance as quickly as possible. Appreciate the call, Wendy. And, yeah, keep that number if it's needed, uh, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Working our way down the line. Carlos, you are up next. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, What's up? Yeah, this is uh, regarding my, my wife. She works for uh, this uh, cleaning company. Uh, she got, you know, she works cleaning hotels. So she got laid off about uh, April last year in mm. August. Um, she got a concussion. She fell and resulted in a concussion. So she got called to work at the end now in August, uh, beginning of September. But she said, no, sorry, I cannot go back to work because still recovering from concussion. She got a note from the doctor. Good. And then she said, as soon as I'm available, I'm going to call back. So she got released by the doctor October the 16th, and she called back. And saying, okay, I'm ready to go to work, back to work. Uh, but since then, she didn't get anything except good. Uh, I'll let you know. So, uh, how long she have to wait? Right. Or is she lost the right because when she got called, she couldn't go back to work? And I would like to know what she's standing at right now. Sure. So, Carlos, first question is, she's not part of a union, is she? No, 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 she's not. Okay. So, uh, she did not lose her rights. She was absolutely fine not to go back to work. She had a medical reason. She had a doctor confirming that. She could have been off as long as she needs to, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Now, because it's been, let's say, you know, 10 days or so, roughly, since she gave them uh, a call, I would wait another week or so and, and have her follow up another couple of times during that week. If within that week she doesn't hear back, at that point she has two options. She can consider her employment as being terminated, and by the way, that could be a human rights violation. She's going to be owed compensation. Or she can have me send them a letter, and you see how fast they move when they get a letter from me. Uh, okay. they'll, they'll, they'll bring her back very, very quickly. So in a, in a week, if they haven't done something, if she really wants to go back, I can send a letter and give them a kick in the pants. Or... She can consider this as a termination, and I can help her get severance. But I would wait another week and follow up a couple times more during that week. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate that. And here's the number if you after the week uh, you need that kick in the pants. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, you got lots of time to ask these questions. They're good ones too tonight. So bring it on if you have one. Chances are you're asking a question that hundreds, if not thousands, of other people listening are scratching their head about the same thing, right? 416-870-6400. Penny, for your thoughts, how are you tonight? Hi there. I'm good, thank you. Sure. what's um, on your mind? Yeah, so anyways, I work for uh, the municipal government, and we are also have a mandated vaccine policy, whereby we need to be, uh, you know, double-backed by uh, November 1st. They're going to suspend us with no pay and then subsequent termination on the 13th of December. My question, I... I mean, I have a lot of questions, but this one is, um, I just want to know, because we are in a union, are we still entitled to severance? 
So a, a unionized employee doesn't get severance in this situation. What a unionized employee does have a right to do is to get reinstated if they've been let go inappropriately or when they shouldn't have been let go. But all that said, the only one that's allowed to help you, to pursue that, to, to do anything really, the only one is the union. So only mm -hmm. the union is allowed to help you. And if the union says, you know what, we agree with the employer, we're not going to do anything, unfortunately, and I hate saying this, unfortunately, you're stuck. There's nothing that you can do on your own. You can't hire me or another lawyer. It has to be the union. So again, unionized employees don't get severance in this situation, but the union can pursue reinstatement with back pay, but it's up to the union to do that. But if the union isn't represented us, representing us fairly, if there is, like, you know, if they are in, on side with the, the, mm -hmm. the employer, we don't have any recourse, like, to go get a lawyer, for example? No, you, you cannot. The only thing you could do is you can file a complaint against the union with the labor board to try to get the labor board to force the union to represent you. I can tell you that those types of complaints are called duty of fair representation complaints are almost mm -hmm. never successful, almost never. So it's not really a great option. And that is unfortunately the problem with being unionized is that you don't have the rights as a unionized employee. The union has the rights. So it's up to the union to enforce and pursue those rights. Uh, there's not nothing you can do with uh, outside of it. There's really no other options or exceptions. All right. So one more quick question: Is there a better chance, for example, going to the um, the labor? What was it? The, the labor. The labor board. Yeah. Okay. The labor board. If there was, you know, a number of us, like. It, it's not going to, that's not going to be a factor. It's really whether the board feels that the union is obligated to pursue this, that you've absolutely been wrong and the union's dropping the ball. And usually the labor board gives the union quite a bit of leeway. Uh, you can certainly try it. I can tell you that, you know, of, of every 100 of these complaints, about 99 are not successful. Uh, wow. It's very difficult to be successful because, again, the labor board gives the union a lot of leeway. Penny, appreciate the call and the questions. You know, it's funny. Every time, uh, Lior, we talk to somebody, the first question is, can you help me? Second question is, okay, well, what if I'm not getting helped by the union? That's always yeah. the follow-up question. And it's just like you, you just you grind your teeth because you can't do anything, right? Well, I, the question I often get is, Lior, do you help unionized employees? But yeah. that question assumes that that's a choice. Do, do, I, do I want to help or do I choose to help? There's no choice here. I can't help. No lawyer can. And it's not a choice. It's not a preference. I would very be the happiest guy in the world if I can help unionize the employees. You know, I, I would have double the clients. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't do that. Our laws are such that only the union can help you. So whenever I'm, I'm talking to a unionized employee, my answer is always going to be the same. That is, the union is the only one allowed to help you. Not should help you, the only one allowed to help you. Well, we're going to continue then uh, until John Scholes connects, and we're going to talk about some of the worst times that an employee, employer can fire an employee. And by the way, if that applies to you, give us a call or any other question. Call us. You still have some 10 minutes or so on the show. The other bad time to fire uh, an employee is when an employee is coming back from a medical leave or announced that they're going to take a medical leave. So we touched on that earlier on the show. An employer cannot, should not, ever let someone go because 
they're sick because they're taking a leave or coming back from a leave. If you have a doctor's note that says that you need to be off, the employer doesn't have much leeway. They have to, of course, at that point, uh, uh, let you take that leave, whether it's a week, a month, a year, whatever it is, and they have to, when you're ready to come back to work, make all efforts to try to bring you back, if at all possible. In some cases, it may not be possible, but they have to try. If the employer says, you know what, this person is going off on a leave, that's going to be a big pain, let's let them go. That's a human rights violation. It could be other damages. It's probably one of the worst things that an employer can do. So because of that, I don't want anyone to do that. I don't want the employer to, uh, or any employer to put themselves in that situation. So that's, that's one of the worst times, probably my worst times. By the way, still have time to call us if you want to talk about workplace rights, employment law, anything under that heading, that umbrella. Let's have a chat about that. So continuing down our list uh, in terms of the worst times uh, when an employer can terminate an employee, and the, the next one on my list is when an employee raises harassment allegations against a boss or a coworker. So we all have a right to uh, a safe and healthy work environment, and it's the employer's obligations to put us in or to put you in that safe work environment and to ensure that you have that safe work environment. So because of that, uh, if you complain about something, your employer has to investigate it. They have to take it seriously. They have to remedy the problem. And what they cannot do is punish you because you brought up that, that human rights complaint. They absolutely cannot. That is uh, a breach of at least three statutes. So an employee that has that issue, that, that brings up a harassment issue, has this dome of protection around them. They can't be fired, they can't be punished, they can't be disciplined in any way. And if an employer does that, the law is going to come down pretty hard. So I want all, uh, all of you out there, our listeners, to remember, if you're being harassed, mistreated, bullied in the workplace, you should feel comfortable and confident to talk to your employer, whether it's HR, the owner, knowing that nothing bad can happen to you. And if you've tried that, by the way, and something did happen, call me and I'll help you. But our laws are such that you cannot be fired the worst time, one of the worst times to fire someone is when they're complaining about harassment. That is something that should be taken seriously. And I think we have John Scholes back, don't we? Yeah, that was interesting. Or, just got booted yeah. for a little while. I guess <laughs> didn't pay the internet bill. Sorry, you're out. I'm, you know, just based on what you were saying there, what happens if the person you want to report to is the one that's doing all the uh, the harassing? If you didn't uh, mention that already, then where do you go? I guess right to you, right? Yeah. So if if you can deal with it internally, you should deal with it internally. Yeah. If you cannot, because the head of the company is the one harassing you, who are you going to talk to? Or you've tried and nothing's happened. Then we need to deal with it externally. And that means I get involved, I can get you out of there so you don't have to continue working in that work environment and get you compensation, etc. cetera. Uh, but if, you, if it's possible to deal with it internally, at least exhaust that option yeah. uh, and knowing that you can't be punished in any way for doing so. 416-870-6400. You still got some time to call through if you have any questions about this. And Lior and, uh, and myself, we're talking about the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee. How about this? This is a nice one. Right after you reduce employee compensation or get him to sign a new contract of employment. Ouch. So we had a caller today uh, yep. saying that he was offered a promotion with a new contract of employment. And that employment agreement, that contract of employment, uh, had a term in it that limited his future severance. So why did he not sign it? Why didn't he accept it? 
because he didn't want to sign it, and then if a month later he's let go, now he's losing tens of thousands of dollars in severance, right? Who wants that? And the difference between uh, having signed an agreement that limits your entitlement and not having signed one could be massive. The, the difference could be an extra 20 months pay. I mean, that's a massive, massive difference. Now, employers hear this and they may say, oh, wait a second, I know what to do. Let's get someone to sign an employment agreement that limits their severance and then we'll turn around and let them go and save a bunch of money. How smart are we? Mm. Well, no, not so smart because of the fact that our laws are going to punish an employer that clearly only got the employee to sign an agreement to save money. That's bad faith. That's not something an employer can do. So if an employer thinks it's a good time to fire someone right after they signed an agreement that limits severance, not a good time. That agreement about, has to be entered into in, ba- in good faith, John. How about this one right before an employee is due a large bonus or a commission payment? <laughs> well, another brilliant move may be, wait a second, we have to pay this employee a, uh, a huge bonus uh, next month. I know what to do. Let's <laughs> let them go now, and we don't have to pay that money. Gosh, we are the smartest employer in the world. No. Uh, guess who's smarter than that? The law. And the law says that if you're letting someone go to avoid paying the money that you owe them, that's bad faith. You're going to have to end up not just paying that bonus. You're going to have to pay additional damages. So, John, that is a very bad time and a bad way to let an employee go. Let's slide Neil in here quickly before we uh, wrap it up. Neil, what's on your mind, pal? All right. My friend was just uh, released from her job because she did not want to get the vaccination. Now, the company has been uh, calling her and sending her emails telling her to sign a form that says uh, to cancel her benefits. Now, my understanding is they have to hold the benefits for at least 35 weeks. If she were to sign that form, is she giving up her rights to any severance? So the form and severance have nothing to do with it, and there's no 35 weeks requirement. So we're confusing a bunch of stuff here. The best okay. advice I'm going to be able to, to give you is have your friend call me ASAP. Not to sign anything until I've spoken to your friend. Uh, it's not just severance. You're right. There's benefits. There's other issues, the record of employment. So she shouldn't wait. She shouldn't communicate with her employer at this point. Once they've let her go, let me do that for her. And definitely, definitely, definitely do not sign anything without me seeing it, without us having that discussion. Thank you very much. I'll pass that right on to her. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Neil. Neil. You're a good man. Uh, final thoughts for the uh, for the night, Lior. We've had a lot of calls and confusion still about this whole, you know, can they let me go if they've mandated vaccines? Yeah, so I, I don't like questions about can they let me go because the answer is always, yeah, they'll let you go. There's no mm-hmm. way to physically stop that. I want everyone to remember that we may say that mandatory vaccines, may that, that policy may not be legal, but in a way it doesn't actually matter. What I mean by that is legal or not, if you don't do it, you will likely lose your job. So the first thing you have to consider is put legality aside is, are you willing to lose your job? What's better for you? Better to get the vaccine and keep the job or better not to get it and lose your job? And that's a personal decision. I'm not giving any advice or thoughts on that uh, on that front one way or another. What I am saying, and this is where the law comes in, is if you lose your job because you didn't get the vaccine and there's no government mandate that applies to you, yes, you are owed severance, your full severance. And that is something that's important. Your employer may not realize that, and they may not offer you that. Well, that doesn't matter. The law says they have to. I'll get involved, and I'll help you. 
It's a question of compensation, not a question of can they do it, because they are going to do it. A lot of good stuff on the show. Appreciate all your calls tonight as well. Reaching out now that we are done for a Wednesday, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's the email address, that website again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And any other time, make sure you uh, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, even before the phone call to Leora, but they will take care of you. one 821 5900 Stick around on point. Coming right back. Alex Pearson returns here on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.